guys, welcome to another episode of Abu's Word Podcast, and I am your host, Ruth Viola, alongside with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so how are y'all doing today? It's been an amazing day right here. We have like a rainy weather. It's cold, but it's okay. It's been a beautiful day that the Lord has made. How about you? How is your day going so far? And let me know wherever you're listening, wherever you're listening to Abu's Word Podcast from. Is it on Spotify? Is it on Apple Podcast or wherever it is. And also let me know where you are listening from, what country, are you in your car, are you maybe working out? Just let me know, okay? So I'm so excited again to have you guys and I'm always so excited to talk to you all. I'm sure you all already know that. So let's get right into today's episode. As you all know, I've been doing a good job in bringing lots of guests to this episode and today isn't an option we have two great guests in the house guys and i can't wait for you to meet them because first off these two great guests are my beautiful brothers and i just can't wait for you guys to you know just learn from them and get the word of god from them listen to your real life stories because this podcast is all about talking about the true word of god unfiltered and secondly listening to real life stories and even christian struggles from our fellow brothers and sisters in christ so wherever you are make sure you have your seat belt on and you already have your earphones plugged in just in case reviewer gets loud okay sometimes i can get loud but it's okay <laughs> i promise not to take about the show today because we have two great guests in the house so sit tight and stay till the end of this episode don't forget you can also follow us on instagram at at abba's word podcast and you can also send us an email that has your prayer request your questions or topics you might need us to listen to or answer to um to abba's word at gmail.com which is a-b-b-a-s-w-o-r-d-d at gmail.com so i'm expecting your emails Trust me, once I get it, I'm going to respond. There is no two ways about that, okay? Once I get it, I'll respond to you and definitely give it a shout out. Lastly, before we introduce our guest, we have a website, y'all. We have a website. You guys can go on there and listen to previous episodes. Let me know what you think about each website or um, each episode that you listen to, where you're listening from, and what you love us to talk about in the next episode. Okay, so you guys know what the time is right now. Time to introduce a wonderful guest in the house. So first of introducing one of our beautiful guests is, first of all, my brother in Christ. He is also a Bible school, Bible, um, Sunday school teacher and Bible study teacher in the church where I serve and attend. I have two of them in the house. So let me first of all introduce Tola. Tola, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure being here. Of course. Thank you so much for accepting to join us on this wonderful episode. Um, our second guest is Peter. Peter, you're welcome to the show. Thank you so much. You're doing a good job. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for saying yes. Thank you so much. So I'll start with you, Peter. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, all right. Thank you. Uh, my name is Peter Lodini. I'm from Nigeria. Uh, I'm a biological scientist. Uh, my current institutional affiliation is Abu Nation Islamic University. Yeah, I I serve in God's vineyard as a Sunday school teacher, also as a Bible 
nice. Thank you so much for that short introduction, y'all. It's more than that. I let me tell you guys. I don't want to be in. I don't want to read their all their accolades. They're just trying to be humble, okay? But it's it's fine. It's fine. Okay. So you now, Tola, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Olua Tola Didiji. I'm also a PhD student at Texas Tech University. My research focuses on the remote sensing and GIS, that's geographic information system. I am also a Sunday school teacher and I also take Bible study. Then I have a beautiful wife and two beautiful children. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you so much, Tola, for that short introduction. Likewise, he also has a lot of activities, but we won't begin to mention that, okay? My brothers are very, very humble, and I love them so much, okay? <laughs> I love it that way. So guys, let's get down into today's episode. I'm, I know you must be wondering, what are we talking about today? Or you must have probably seen it on, on our social media platform. And today we'll be talking about the topic beyond your lens. Beyond your lens. So. As usual, I love to give a little bit background story about this, about how this topic came about before I invite our wonderful guest in. So this topic came about that um, I think some weeks ago, I was just talking to my friend and I was just telling her how I was feeling at that moment, uh, just because of the phase I'm at in my life right now. And I was just telling her that it's so hard for me to see beyond my lens. And while I was talking about that, it just hit me. I was like, wait, that's actually a great topic, beyond your lens. How do we see beyond our lens? And after that day, I had a dream where someone gave me like um, some type of glasses, like some shades um, to wear. And I was wondering, could this be a confirmation of, 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 of the topic that I have right now? And right after that, I just kept on receiving lots of different confirmations. And I just began to ask myself, how do I see beyond my lens? Basically seeing the way um, God sees. So that's just a short story of how I came about this um, topic or how the Lord brought this topic to me. And I believe he wants us to address it. Address it as children of God that are walking with him daily, even when we're going through struggles in life. Um, So let me start with you again, um, Peter. Um, What do you think about this topic and what was your first thoughts when you receive this um, topic oh all right so um when i'm given a topic to talk on, on in any in any um, forum yeah all right i always without even doing any study or google search i'll just yeah. think about it and the idea that came to my mind was um, looking from the scripture when job was having this tough time yeah now job did not know that what he was going through was as a result of two personalities that were outside of him. Mm. So he could not see beyond his own lens. Mm-hmm. He did not know that in a particular um, outer space, in quotes, two people were bragging that, mm-hmm. oh, I have somebody that will not disappoint me. Yeah. And other person said, he's going to disappoint you. Mm-hmm. Not, none of this, none of this is actually was oblivious to the fact that so two people were bragging and okay, let me say two people, two personalities were bragging and oh job is my guy, mm. not for my hand because why the other person said no matter what he's serving you just because of the benefit he's getting from you. 
Mm-hmm. So there is no way, humanly speaking, that Job will know that what he was going through is actually beyond him. Yeah. So at times we are always uh, is it constricted to what we are going through, mm-hmm. not knowing that in the in life, life is that the script that is mm-hmm. right now. We are just characters. Mm-hmm. So we need to, we need to stay on our characters because mm-hmm. we will knew the who we will knew the from the beginning is mm-hmm. going to give you a beautiful ending. So that's my perspective. Mm, nice, nice, amazing. I love how you said um, life is like a script and we are just characters because that's actually really, really true. And the funny part is that we can't even we, we can't even try to be another character because when we try to be another character, that's when we even begin to get so confused, perplexed, anxious, and trying to take the place of God. If that makes sense. Um, there's this saying people say, um, no one can help God. Like. We need to keep staying in that position, in that character of, I think I'll say that character of a child, of a child, and just align yourself to um, continue as being childlike, not childish in this moment, but like childlike, and just taking up that character and that position, and allowing yourself, and allowing the Lord to just lead you as we go, even in that tough phase. Um, thank you for also bringing up the topic of Job, that's, that's, I think... <laughs> That's the best example we can, or one of the best examples, I'll say, not the best in the Bible, one of the best examples that we can bring from the Bible. So thank you so much for that, Peter. Um, over to you, um, Tola. What what did you think about this topic when I, when I first gave it to you? Okay, so one of the things I talk about when you gave me that topic was, um, I just look at the way the human heights um, are, where... Mm-hmm. Um, some people are long-sighted, some are short-sighted, mm. and there's a need for a correction of them by wearing the glasses. And then putting it into um, perspective is a lot of people can see there are people suffering from um, being able to see. They cannot see far. Yeah. They can just see what's near. So um, mm-hmm. I looked at it like relating it to life experiences where. People can see what's around them. They can see their presence, but they have mm-hmm. uncertainty about the future. Mm. And um, the second one is there are people that can see far away, but they cannot see what's near them. A lot of believers, myself inclusive, um, where we know that there are promises of Jesus. He has said this about my life. He has said this yeah. about what he has promised us this. But at the moment, I really can't see near things. I really can't see between what God has said, has promised me in the future, and mm. where I am now. So it's more like what um, Jetson Franklin said, three days from nowhere, where you don't, God has promised you a lot of blessings, but here are you at the present. You can't even see it coming to fulfillment at the, yeah. at the moment. So that's how I saw it. I just looked at it from the perspective of people needing to wear glasses to mm-hmm. see for people suffering from being able to see things that are far but putting on God's glasses yeah to see things mm. yeah. thank you I really I really like that perspective thank you so much for that I really love I never saw it as long-sighted and short-sighted well there's actually something I usually tell my friends that we are so short-sighted that we can't even see what the world is doing unless we decided to agree with him and 
you know, just stay in his word and decide to die on that word. There's a friend of mine that talks about dying on God's word. And when she told me that, what do you mean die on God's word? And she just literally means like stay on it until it becomes like our reality, until it becomes the same lens um, that we wear. So, um, Rapita, or yeah, Yo. what have you ever been in such a situation where? it was so hard for you to see for you to see beyond what you were going through at that moment have you ever been because have you ever been in such a situation before because some people might have the idea that oh as christians the fact that we have so much faith we never get to that crossroad of um, of doubts like being, being in the middle of doubts and faith so can you like tell us if you've ever had like a personal experience where you it was just so hard, very difficult to see beyond your lens. And what did you do? How were you able to overcome that? Um, to be honest, I've had several things in my life. Oh, yeah, you're here to hear it. Tell us. Yeah, so, um, but you know, at times when we talk, yeah. we are not talking based on our experience, right? True. We are talking based on what has done to us with the experience. So, you know, at times when you talk about what you've gone through, it may seem to some other people like you are posted. But you've gone through fire, God has helped you through the fire. And um, at the end of the day, you turn out to be a good. True. But the truth is, even good, if you ask God, if you ask God, that God, do you want to go through fire? God will tell you. True. I've had some cases in my life that this current year it ranks one of my top three toughest years. Wow. Or, yeah, um, my brother, my the co-guest, as an idea what I'm talking about. But you know, because we still we still show up, we show up for other people, we show up to to our assignment. She smiles, we still dance, we just know it does not mean that yeah. all this way. That this mm. you feel like you don't even want to pray. That because one of the questions will be like, why do I have to go through? But the answer will be, if it is not you, there will be us. Hmm. Now, um, 2015 was a very tough year for me. 2017 was tough. 2023, that was actually tough. Yeah. It was actually tough. But so because 2023 is still a process, you know, yeah. so it's still a test that is not your job. Mm-hmm. So that I will keep 2023 and moving. Yeah. But, but going back to 2015, I, I remember what I, I took a major life decision in 22. I got back from NYC in 2014. I went back mm-hmm. to NYC for people that, that are not from Nigeria. It's yeah. after, your, after your bachelor's in Nigeria. So when I got back, I went back to Nigeria. I wanted more out of life. I just mm-hmm. something was pushing me. So I, yeah, I left. I left Ife for Lagos. And I was, when I moved to Lagos, I was moving to. I moved to a place where I had no relative. I moved to the island. Mm-hmm. The, the expensive. Yeah, the expensive so, size of, of yeah, Lagos State, that, Nigeria. Yeah, exactly. Because the first job I got was on the island. Yeah. So I cannot even afford accommodation. So a friend spoke to his family. And yeah, the plan was I was going to stay with them for like I, I, I eventually spent eight months. I could not even afford the place. Wow. Why? Because what I was being paid at my office could not even 
story for another day that environment was anyways it was tough but i got to a point that i nearly wanted to go back to my parents because my parents were all they come back home i was yeah. but something in me was i was convinced that even though it was tough this is god's plan for me i cannot explain because i cannot even boast my strength yeah. but i was just i was just convinced that if i could hold on more there is light at the end of the tunnel i was just like this is beyond me now, as I then, it looks like all my friends had gone ahead of me. I graduated with a good grade. It's not that it's not that maybe I was had a bad grade, and that's why I'm having a fact. I was a Christian, right? Yeah. So I was like, what craft? So I, I could not even say, and it's not that I could say that maybe uh, because of sin that all those stuff was going through. I left that place as to go squat with another friend again for some time. Far more afford accommodation. Yeah, you know, but as at that time, God was one of the things God was showing me was number one, you should never attach your importance to things you have acquired. That's as also you are not your status. Mm. You know, what many times we look at ourselves as uh, the degrees we've accumulated, look at ourselves as the money we have in the bank or the beautiful spouse we have. Yeah, they are good. They are benefits from the Lord, right? But mm-hmm. we attach so much importance to what we have acquired. And one of the things that we do is we now, if we don't have one of those things, we compare ourselves with people that have them. And you start mm-hmm. thinking something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Why am I not prospering? We've forgotten that our life journeys are not the same. Mm-hmm. If you're on the you know, have a journey with another person, you might go through the same routes, but your destinations are not the same. Right. So so on the journey of life, you may have to even have some stops. That stop is what we don't like, right? Mm-hmm. And on the journey of life, when you trust God, what God promised us is safe journey. He does not. He did not say that on the on, the, on this journey that we are not going to have some maybe some uh, flat tire mm-hmm. or we are going to spend extra time at the bus stop, right? Yeah. It is what we are at the bus stop that we refuse to see beyond the lens. That's that the particular destination God is taking us to. Mm. But we also need to realize that on this journey, we are just passengers. God mm. is the driver. Amen. Yeah. And he he has traveled on this road before. What I mean by he has traveled is Jesus Christ himself walked on this earth. Right. He came, he walked in flesh. He had challenges like us. So he had navigated this life. He knew what we go through. He understood this. In fact, he created life itself. Mm-hmm. So how can somebody if you create something, right? You know the in and out. He's the manufacturer. He created life. He knows yeah. we are going to go through. So he has given us the tools necessary for us mm-hmm. to navigate going through life. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was my, that was just part of the that was part of the of the experience. You know, when you are staying with somebody and more or less like they have to send you back in. Yeah. And wow. you don't know where you are to, yeah, and you don't know wow. where you are going. And you don't know where you are going next. I remember, I remember my when my friend reached out to me, he sent me that message. I was in the estate at Shemi View Estate, you know, on the island. I was in the office and he sent me that message. My friend was working at TV and I was working at and he sent me a message that, yeah, guy, it's obvious that the pastor is not welcome, right? Wow. I did not know what to do. I had to go through that estate, start praying, God, God, where do you want me to go? Going back home is not an option. What should I do? I was confused. I, would, I cannot be homeless. The nearest relative I have, where my cousins and my relatives, they stay on the mainland. 
So how would I how would I do this? I just started praying because I was confused. Then I go back to the office. I just had this itch to open up to one of my colleagues and said, you know, I told you I moved to Lagos and I was still with the family from the said, yes. He said, have you spoken to your pastor? I was like, my pastor, my pastor will give me a recommendation. Mm. <laughs> what is the correlation? Yeah. Right? Mm. Then I went to, I just got to the church the following day or which he said, I just spoke to my pastor. So this is what I'm going to And he said, why did you keep talk? We mm. just got a huge flat and we are looking for people to sub- subsidize for. So let's say the flat goes for a particular amount, yeah. right? And let's say it's one million, we just put it into perspective. And the church already paid for the one paid one million. So instead of giving it out for free, the church, let's say we have four rooms in that flat. Instead of paying to fifty thousand and right, the church goes to subsidize like uh one decade. We are just going to pay like one fifty. Yeah. So what's like so where were you? All this while when we are looking for people to subsidize because we know people are having accommodation to rent this. Yeah. That was how I got my place. But then I shared in my family with someone so we can have this. But I will go to I will go to office the following day. I will mm-hmm. wear tie. I will speak mm-hmm. in English to try. I was having accommodation problem, then I was consulting for big firms, consulting for big firms on the island. I will go to VI, mm-hmm. go to Marina. I still remember with a particular billionaire in Nigeria, he got a new business, right? When mm-hmm. they gave the job, when they gave the job to our office, the moment we got the file, our MD handed over the file to me. I was mm-hmm. I was consulting for big firms mm-hmm. for people. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I, I don't have a place to pay my rent. Wow. Oh Lord. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, just look yeah. at the two, look at the two contrasting right. lives. I didn't have a place to I have fancy food tied to, mm. but I could not even afford my own accommodation. Mm. But it was a season of life. Mm. Anyways, let me give time, them, um, wow. time for another wow. time. Thank you. Um, thank you so, so much, Peter, for that, um, for being vulnerable, basically, because not everyone will be able to like just talk about that. And um, it's just, I, I believe that my now listeners right now maybe some of them could could even be in the same position you were in you know before there's a scripture that talks about how the comfort that we've received we use that same you know comfort to comfort others and i believe that your story right now has definitely done that to someone um listening that's it's really really i wouldn't have thought honestly we don't look like what we've been through like we thank God that we don't look like what we've been through because if we really do, oh my God, oh my God, like just see two contrasting lives, you guys. And from everything you just said, all I can just hear is just the grace of God, honest, just the grace of God and how much we need to have in, um, godly friends around us that can point us to the direction. Because if you had not opened up to your friend that asked you, hey, have you spoken to your pastor? The story might be different today, who knows? But we just really thank God for that. Thank you so much, um, Peter, for sharing that um, that personal experience. Um, over to you, um, Tola. Can you tell us? I, I know you've definitely had lots of experiences too, and we'll, def- we'll love to hear hear about it. So tell us when you are in, we're in this crossroad and how how you were able to come out of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think. Um, I'd just like to share one of it, and that's when yeah. there was a time I was leading um, the largest um, Christian youth in 
my country, that's in Hasarao State, that's um, Nigerian Christian Couples Fellowship. Yeah. So one of those days where we usually go for evangelism, we ensure we pray for people that are sick and all the likes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so one of those days I slept, woke up, and discovered that half of my face wasn't um, working. So wow. it means that the nerves, one of the nerves, some of the nerves in my face were not working. That's the the left side. Yeah. And then I, you know, uh, I was scared because it was during the morning devotion I saw that all the muscles in that left came down, couldn't move. I really couldn't eat. I couldn't drink water with that side because it wasn't moving. It's called um, partial paralysis. Mm-hmm. And so I called. I picked up the phone. I called my um, family doctor and then he was he screamed and said all you have to do now is that just go and lie down or else it's going to affect your hands and your legs wow and so it's um and gradually started affecting a part of the hand and it was a moment where there's a disconnect because you, you are leading you're doing god's work yeah you have to lead God's people. You are telling them about what God can do in your life, in their lives. Mm-hmm. And yet, it is not an internal, in quotes, internal sickness. It is a kind of um, sickness that is going to be evident that a yeah. lot of people can see. And so it was a t- it was a period of concern where. It's more like you're at the crossroad. You don't know mm-hmm. what to do. You're just there. And so I had to, of course, because of the severity of that thing, I had to fly to um, go to meet the doctor. Then every member of my family had, were aware of the incident. And um, I tried hiding it from this, the church. And, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I left the place and um the doctor saw it, it was my mom saw it and she was crying and everybody was mm. worried and you know motherly concerned she had to talk yeah. to the doctor and say hey um is it going to be fine is it going to and the doctor said i'm going to be as sincere, sincere with you as possible mm-hmm. he said even if it's going to return back to normal a lot of people are going to it's still not going to people will it's not going to return permanently so hmm. they would people would see it and but then it's fine as long as it's stable and it's good and so that's a moment in my life and of course um for people that have seen me except i tell you the testimony you probably <laughs> right <laughs> you probably would know that i've gone through that and i'm pretty sure that on sunday a lot of people are going to be wanting to see my face to see <laughs> but you know you know the thing is like um, Ruth said she said that God will let you pass through things so that you can be an encouragement to someone else and yeah. so just um, conclude on this note and you will not believe that in five days the face returned back to normal. God appeared to me. Wow. God told me, "Oh, there is a, there is, go do this surgery." And that's where I know that God has a 
about it, discussing with my wife, God has the health, his health system. Mm-hmm. God has, and his health system says by his stripes you are healed. Right. God has the military system where it says that you shall not, um, no weapon forged against you will prosper. God has all the system for his, um, for his children. But he takes us to be able to see beyond that lens what mm. human eye can see. At that moment, I really didn't know it was possible for God to heal that quick. Mm. So it was a period in my life that I will never forget. And I just got sick. My face was totally damaged. I couldn't drink water. I can to lift things with my left hand would be pretty difficult. Mm. And God just showed forth. But before he came through, it was as though I don't know what was coming through my mind. It would be like, does it really pay to serve God? Mm. Does it really mm. make sense leading these people and then you are it's the leader that now looks like it's going through a lot of things. Mm. I thank the Lord. I think that's one of the moments I'd like to share here, and I hope you are mm. getting blessed. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. That's wow. <laughs> wow. When you think you've actually been through something, and then you someone else, you're like, wow, wow. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm trying to just put everything, trying to get myself together now because, like, the testimonies I've heard from you both is really, if you look at people in the world they've kind of had this idea that uh, what's the point of serving Jesus when you know you still get sick you still do this you know you you will still um, have troubles you know the scripture tells us that in this life you will have troubles but what, sure. what, what, what did Jesus say after that but be of good cheer right and overcome the world mm. so I love either of you can answer this question so just like what just like what you said tola you said at that moment things that were running in your mind even you also peter like people would have looked at you and said what sort of god are you serving like this is the same god you tell me yes uh, maybe you go to evangelize and, they, and you tell them oh by his stripes we are healed it puts it took all our sicknesses all our shame which is true it did all of that so how should a person approach or yeah that's the question how how should a person approach an unbeliever that already has that idea of why should i serve god despite even if i see that the person talking to me about jesus still has one issue or the other or is going through a particular predicament because that's actually one thing that i believe can stop unbelievers from seeing the other side from knowing that even as a child of God, you still go through issues. So how should the, my question is basically like, how should a person that is maybe going on evangelism try to make the other the other person that are trying to convert into Christ, see make this person see beyond what they are just seeing with their physical eyes, if that makes sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Um, okay. I'm going to allow my brother to say, so I just want to run over the floor, first of all. It is not our responsibility to tell people that to sell a gospel that has already been sold. 
Right. And I'm, I'm going to I'm going to try to explore and be my dad. Thank you. And what I mean is that you cannot. It's not our The good news is already good news. Mm-hmm. It's not our responsibility to add to it or to from it. From it, right now. So we are not. It's not our responsibility to tell people that when you come to Christ, your life will be devoid of issues. Mm-hmm. Basically, what Christ has done is to come give us life. Right. And have that life abundantly. Yes. He has come to give us life. He has come to redeem us from the world of sin. He has given us dominion over sin. Mm. And we are assured that either we enjoy this world or we do not enjoy this world. There is a world beyond this world. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yes. So, first of all, that is what we are expected to sell to people. That mm-hmm. Christ loves you with your, child, with your challenges, with mm-hmm. all your challenges. We are not meant to add to them to the oh, gospel and say, you come to Jesus Christ, you are not going to have challenges. You have challenges. Mm. But one thing is sure, one thing is sure, Christ will ease your challenges. Mm. That, that, one is, that one is sure. Yeah. He will ease your challenges. You know, you can't run away from So, and one of the reasons why we also need to be careful is, is when we are trying to preach the good news to people is that we should not whatever the kind of gospel we preach to them, we, we make them to be either God lover mm. or God or God user. True. Mm. True. So so if you tell them that when you come to Christ, there is no more sorrow, no more challenges, no more <laughs> challenges, mm. you always be scoring AA your classes, you get the best job, right? The moment the, those things don't happen, they'll feel like so why why do I need to serve? Yeah. But if they are God lovers, no matter what they are going through, they know that God's love for them is unconditional. Mm. Right? Yeah. So if tomorrow, if this morning I see food sweet, I know God still loves me, even though I may not feel it. Yeah. And if I don't see food sweet, he still loves me, even though I may not feel it. I'm using I may not feel it because that's what happens most of the time when we are going to mm-hmm. Right. right. So 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 the foundation of the gospel that we preach is very very important mm. Mm. so when i know that he loves me unconditionally and he said in his word that if this parable if this parable is this parable yeah you don't have to think of what we okay let's let's do a little bit of bible study yeah you know when we look at psalms 23 he said the lord is my shepherd at what point he said he made me lie down in great pasture mm-hmm. when you study the biogeography and the climate of of the environment where the writer of Psalm 23 was, right? Mm. He was not talking about the meadow or the lush green environment that we had. The environment was a place where, where there is dew. The grasses that are available is just sufficient for one day. Mm. Wow. So that's why he said he lead. He said so that's why he, he lead me what to green pastures. So he had to trust the the sheep mm. had to trust the shepherd. For him to get um, the, the, the the grasses for one day, the following mm. day, he has to the trust him again. Again, mm. for him to get the grasses, yeah. and that's what mm. when Joshua was teaching us how to pray, he said, "Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come." At some point, he said, "Give us what our daily bread." Mm. Do you understand that? Yes. We have to trust him for our daily bread. Right. But what he's trying to say is, he's not saying that we should not have ambition or we mm. should not have vision. What the Bible, what Jesus Christ was trying to teach us is that challenges will come, but first of all, 
Christ has come to give us salvation, right? right? So mm. when you now have those challenges, with every day of your life, either you are homeless or you are not homeless, right? Yeah. Either you are sick or strong. There's already provision for you, for everything to turn around. And even if you did, you did not escape those situations, even if God is still God, but He's still going to give it to us. That's what yeah. I'm expecting. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for the little Bible study. I'm sure you all listen to that Bible study. I mean, you said it's a Bible study teacher, so prepare. make sure you have your notepad with you and your pen. Get ready to jot some things down, because this episode is fire. <laughs> okay, um, Bratala, do you have any... Okay, I'll just I'll just say I think I totally agree with what my brother said, mm-hmm. and uh, we have to first of all know that for a person that is not safe, mm. the kind of lens that they see through will be based on evidence of things that are seen. But for a believer, you will see things from evidence of things that are not seen. And that's faith. And so if you are looking at it from two different lenses, it's going to be pretty hard to convince that person that looks through a lens of evidence of things that are seen, where you would say, if your God is truly God, why are you going through this thing? Mm-hmm. You are saying you are a Christian, and yet at that moment you are sick. Mm-hmm. So we must know that they would look at things. We are looking at things from different lenses. However, like my brother said, he said that we will not do the work of salvation. Mm-hmm. We will do the speaking, and we will trust God. Yeah to do the conviction of soul mm-hmm. because we must learn to also realize that from our own lens irrespective of what we go through God is good yeah. and that's the kind of faith we should have yeah. faith of the Hebrew where they will say whether God saves us or not we're still not going to compromise that standard we know that God is good, whether they storm, whether the um, um, partial paralysis disappears or not, yeah. God is good. If He yeah. give us a son to die for us, then He is a good God. Mm. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much, Antola, for that. I love how you said when we when we're talking to unbelievers here they see things from the lens that are from the lens that with with the, with the evidence of things that are seen while the believers with the evidence of things that are not seen which is faith so that's something that i that yeah i'm definitely going to hold and i hope you guys are really really enjoying and i've gotten a lot because i've gained a lot i've learned a lot so this i'm going to ask this question so when a believer finds finds him or herself in that position where the person they're, they're speaking to uh, maybe said, made, made that statement, if God is this, why are you doing this, why are you doing that? What should the what should the believer's response be? Because I'm sure some of our listeners must have found themselves in this position, in the place of, you know,
know, talking to someone and just speaking through the lens of Christ about what God, about what Jesus has done for us on the cross. So what should, what's the best response to, to give in that situation just so that our brothers and sisters in Christ don't, you know, say the wrong things or don't try to pass the wrong impression? Any, any, any of you can answer that. So, uh, for my own end, one of the things I've learned over time is yeah. we have to be as sincere as possible. Yeah. And I, I, I like this platform because, of course, like the Bible says that we know in part. Mm-hmm. So, my answers might not be the uh, 100% correct answer. I'm saying it from my yeah. own. In my, yeah. As much as I'm, I'm letting God give me guidance. So one of the things we will see is that we still need to let them know. It's not something, I keep still saying that it's not something whatever the answers we give at that point in time will still not convince them except God in His mercy Mm. speaks through what we are saying at that point in time. So it might not be a one-size-fits-all kind of answer to say that when someone that is saying, um, so why, if you are saying that your God is good, why are you coming and then you don't even have money? Mm. It's going to be pretty hard to give a one-size answer and say, oh, you're still telling mm-hmm. him that God is good, God can provide it's going to take the Holy Spirit to give you an answer for that moment. Yeah. To be able to and do the work of conviction mm. before the person can get to truly see what God wants to achieve in that moment. But if yeah. you say, oh, God is good. God has done this for my brother. The next question is going to be, why not you? Mm. God can, and then you end up going into, if it's from the carnal mind, it's from the human mind, you end up yeah. going through different arguments, trying to yeah. give a justification. But I mm-hmm. know that because you are doing God's work and is faithful at that moment. I'll give an instance briefly. I went for an evangelism to tell someone about Jesus. Yeah. And when I got there, they were young guys. I didn't know anything to say about them just didn't know and I said hey I want to tell you about Jesus and I started speaking at that moment just giving illustration and that does not literally relate to what we were conversation we were having mm-hmm. and at that point in time when I finished because I trusted God and one of them said have you met us before and in all sincerity I never met them and they said that, oh, you mentioned this about my brother. Oh, you mentioned this is what I used to do. The third one said the same thing and they gave their life to Jesus at that point in time. Wow. Now, and so, was it something I had to make up? Do I have even the gift of um, assignment? No, I don't have. I'm just a, mm-hmm. a, a, a Christian. But I said God, I went with God, like um, um, Yonggi Cho will say, um, would say that Holy Spirit, we are going to do this work together. I'm going yeah. to do the speaking, you will do the conviction. So mm-hmm. I just went at that moment, at that instance, 
I just went and said and I told the person this is what God God wants you to be saved and I didn't know that I was mentioning things that pertain to their lives so the summary of it is we might not have a one-size-fits-all kind of question because there are different circumstances there will be circumstances where I can say hey God healed me of this and I'm healed I'm a living testimony can do this for you that's what they want yeah but there are times where I would go with my shop my predicaments with my and still say hey Jesus loves you and that's the only thing they would look at and say hey even despite this predicament if the Holy Spirit is involved despite what is going through God will still transform and say really Jesus loves me and they would overlook all your shortcomings and still come to a loving Savior I think I'll hand over to my brother I would be able to wow. help Thank you. you. That's that a good one bro mm-hmm. that was actually a very good one but I want to come from another perspective Mm-hmm. And, um, and the perspective is that we should know that it is human to feel pain. Mm-hmm. We should know that it is human to feel disappointed. Yeah, we're not robots. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. To feel angry. And to be honest, it is even human to feel angry towards God. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus Christ said, My Father, my Father, why mm-hmm. art thou forsaken me? Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. not saying that out of way, uh, my Father. Ah, it was like this is not this should not be it do you understand mm, he was yeah. not saying it because he's enjoying it mm. so you know the reason i'm saying that is because at times we spend so much time in church or we spend so much time in religion mm. that we become ignored to people's feelings true mm. so we begin Very to true. think that we begin to feel that if they are really christians or they are really learned why would they be saying this towards God? Or why mm. would they be why would they be saying negative words? Mm. Why would they be why would they be feeling this pain? Yeah. I remember there's there's this movie based on life story, Miracles from God. And um, when the daughter was going through a lot of health challenges. Yeah. And the, the parents did went to church one Sunday and the and um, one of the church female elders, or let me just some of the women in the church walked up to the wife and the husband said who are saying that is making your daughter to be going through this? Is it you? Is it your husband? Or is it your daughter herself? And the, the wife was so angry and they said they are not going to church again. Mm. They got angry. Now the point I'm trying to make here is when we are trying to also preach the gospel or number one, we need to trust the Holy Spirit for the right word, right? Mm-hmm. Just like my brother just said, right? Mm-hmm. If there is a place of compassion, yes, there is a place of empathy. Right. There is a place where you be like, if I was in these people's shoe or this person's shoe, will I even even allow people to talk to me? Mm-hmm. At a point in this year, earlier from a few months ago, when people call me, they genuinely want to check up on me, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't want to pick the call. The reason why I don't want to pick the call is that it will trigger something in me. Because when people were genuinely interested in me, what have you done? How are you solving these challenges you are going through? Because I have no results to show. Mm. So it was as though I was not doing anything. You're not doing anything. Because I had no results to show. Mm. And it was just to a point. This guy is claiming that he's a Christian. He teaches Bible study, he teaches Sunday school. Why is life going through this? Um, please. 
can you hold on for a second like talking about right. the, the people that you know called you are these the people that called you are they like christians also yeah they are christians like, even, but they are not christian brothers even they like are christians wow they are christians but they are not calling to actually more i'm also even trying to bring another perspective yeah they mm. are calling to show genuine care and yeah. concern but the genuine care and concern they are showing was triggering something in me Mm. It's making me feel like maybe I'm not even doing enough. Yeah. Maybe I'm not praying enough. So the point mm. I'm trying to make is, it is not in our place to tell people that, oh, um, you are uh, maybe what they are going through is as a result of what they've done in the past. Mm-hmm. It's not in our right. place to mm-hmm. not. To, it's not in our place not we don't to know that. feel their pain exactly. It's yeah. not in our place to argue. So that if you win, if we don't want to win an argument and lose mm. a soul, right. choose, choose, mm. choose wisely. Do you want mm. to win a soul? You want to win an argument? Win an argument. Right. So that's my perspective. Mm. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much for that interesting perspective. Um, I'm glad you brought empathy up because I realized not to deviate from our topic because this is still looking like beyond our lens. Because I realized that some in the body of Christ, we tend we see um, less of empathy and more of sympathy. We know we both know that empathy and sympathy are like totally different. For example, when you go to maybe meet a brother or sister in Christ, and the first the first question they ask you, maybe maybe after they've asked you, have you prayed about it? And then they don't even some don't even try to see the um, the like emotional part of it. I had I had I had like a friend earlier that whenever you call this person, it's just more of like you need to just pray. Forget, I, don't worry about how you're feeling at the moment. Just just pray. Just know. And I'm like, how about you just em- like have that empathy, like have that compassion. That's okay. I may not understand what you're going through, but I I am a shoulder to lean on. I'm not just here to give you prayer points. Does that make sense? Because yeah, it some, makes sense. some people at that moment don't even your prayer points they just want sure. they just want you to be that here they listen that, that can listen that show that they can cry on some don't even want to hear anything at that moment like i've been in situations where i'm going through a hard place and i go to meet my friend and we got to a point where i had to like i had to tell her that i'll let you know if i need advice but just just be that person that i can talk to and then after i finish venting you know or talking <laughs> i'll now let you know okay maybe you can say something maybe you can show this part i mean just be compassionate but we just have to be more compassionate and god is even compassionate when we go to meet our lord jesus christ in the place of prayer he does not just come he, he allows us to talk he, the bible even talks about you've not come to it's not come to a mountain that, are, that cannot be touched, right? It talks about we don't have an eye priest that cannot understand our infirmities, which means that Jesus even came down here on earth. He knows what it means to see in the human lens. He knows mm. how hard it is. Like when it was in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? Jesus was ready to look at things through his lens. But he said, if it's your will, Lord, let this cup pass pass me by. Yet not my will, but yours be done. So if Jesus, you know, can get to that point of him almost looking at things through his own lens and saying, man, this thing is hard. I can't do this. But at the end of the day, he went to meet the Father and the Father um, strengthened him, which is going to take me to my next um, question right now. So how do we go 
from looking beyond our lens to looking the way the Lord sees? How, what's the, what's, what's the, what's the transition process like? Yeah, um, Peter, please, can you, I'll, yeah, I want you to go first on that and then um, Tola after. Oh, okay. Um, number one, one of the answers we'll get will be cliche question answers from church. Three, mm. right? Yeah. I'm sorry I had to say it like that, but I'm just trying no, to. No, that's, that's totally fine. It's, it's like the cliche answers. Pray, mm-hmm. fast, give, right? Mm-hmm. However, one of the lessons I've learned this year, my greatest lesson this year, I think I've mentioned this to my brother before, is that you cannot pray away God's season for your life. Right. You can only pray for strength to navigate this season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you need to pray, but you need to understand, are you praying for this season to be all over? Or are you praying for strength to stay in this season so that you can mm-hmm. learn the lesson? Right. So we need to discern that. Mm-hmm. Because every season we have is for a particular reason. Right. So we need to see that we need to know that there is a higher lens. The higher lens that has higher magnification mm-hmm. and that has higher resolution. Mm-hmm. And that is the lens of God. Mm-hmm. You can see from now. We can see the we can see the immediate, but we can see the future. That's why I said Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, today and tomorrow, mm-hmm. forever. Right? Yeah. So that's number one. Number two, do not be isolated. True. Now, isolation is very, very dangerous. You know, that's when unholy thoughts are coming to your mind. Yeah. That's when you feel like, uh, of course, there are times you need to be on your own. Now, the difference between being alone and being isolated, right? You, you don't mm. have to pretend as though you are strong and you want yeah. to be in the midst of people. When you need to be alone, be alone and reminisce. Is it reminiscent or reminisce? Right? I think it's reminisce. Mm-hmm. Right? And pray, have a relationship, have have a conversation with the father. Yeah. Also, don't be isolated. Celebrate with people. Mm. Even though you are going through a lot. Yeah. You cannot see beyond your pain. Right. Celebrate people. For example, you've served God all your life. Or uh, you've gone to see a doctor and they say nothing is wrong with you. But you are just trusting God for a child. Mm. Right? Go to people's that have given birth mm-hmm. celebrate with them get yes. them gifts get them baby clothes stuff like exactly. that exactly and you're not actually not doing it because you are want to collect something from god no right. you are doing it because you also need to look at our motivation mm. you know when i started i said are you a god lover or a god or user? god user yeah right well yeah. you are doing it because that's the right thing to do mm-hmm. also the last point i'm going to make all right is eat Eat food. Mm. <laughs> ah, it might sound, yeah, it sounds funny, right? Yeah. Let me give you a biblical reference to it. Mm. When Elijah was going through a loss and he complained to God, I'm not even better than my father's. I'm the only one that is saving you. God spoke, God spoke to him. He sent an angel and he said, Eat, for the journey is far. Right. You need strength. Mm. You need strength. Mm. There are faces that you are going through that you don't even need to fast. Mm. You just need to eat. Mm. Because the journey is far. Mm. And there are some faces where you need to fast and mm. pray. Do you understand? Yeah. I will give you an example about fasting or not fasting. I think I've yeah. shared this before. My immediate younger brother wanted to wanted to do something sometimes ago, many years ago. And he said, I he want to make a massive decision in his career. And he said he has started praying 
and started fasting, but he just need to share with me. So I said, ah, so in my mind, I was like, my brother could fast and pray for this matter. I need to join him and also, you know, trust, join my faith with his faith. I started fasting. Second day, I had God spoken to me. I was at work. You know, you know, during lunchtime, I had God spoken to me. Yeah. Go and break fast and fast start your prayer. So I was like, ah, ah. <laughs> oh, this is my flesh talking to me now. Right. I, I, I was about to say that, that people yes, were like, now. I bind you, I rebuke exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, this is my flesh talking to me because I'm seeing my colleagues eating porridge, nice food for lunch. So maybe I should. But the more I resist it, the more I, I said, go and break. Exactly. I go, go and break your fast. I've answered your prayers. Then I went ahead. I crossed God. But I didn't tell him so that I wouldn't be discouraged. Yeah. This is my own part. I broke my fast. So some sometimes later, God answered our prayer. Praise God. Then, now it was now like a week after God answered our prayer. It was as though he was going to lose what God has done for him. Wow. So I went to so Satan was now playing on my emotions. Like maybe you are the one that went to go and break your fast. So I had to go pray again. And God said, Why are you stressing me? I was the one that asked you to break your fast. Me that I've started the good work. Am I not faithful to finish it? Yeah. Hmm. Do you understand? Yeah. So hmm. I went back. My brother just called me and he said, Egbon, everything has been solved. Hmm. So, hmm. so the point here I'm trying to make is number one, you need to understand the season you are. Hmm. You need to understand the tools that you need for your season. Yeah. One of those tools is prayer. There are some yeah. prayers that you need to pray if the cup needs to pass over you. Hmm. There are some prayers you need to pray for you to endure that cup or to endure the cross. Mm-hmm. The Bible told us that Jesus Christ, he had to endure the cross because of the joy ahead. So you need to trust God for a for a bit for a better clarity to know that there is a joy ahead. That's why prayer is very, very important. Yeah. Also, um, you finally now you need to help others within your capacity. The fact that you need more light to illuminate your path does not mean that you should not turn off your light for others. Mm-hmm. So why you are you could not see beyond your lens, right? At that position you are, still use that same lens to ensure mm-hmm. that other people see clearly. Mm-hmm. For example, Abraham, Abraham and his wife mm-hmm. were barren. There was prophecy on their life. Yeah, and they were still barren, but they, they saw strangers that were walking through around where they were who needed shelter, mm. who needed food, who needed clothing, mm. who needed water. Mm. They saw strangers, they could not be like maybe we also have our own challenges. True. They still had to go out of their way to treat to, 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 to strangers very well. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. And that was, and that what happened at the end of the day was those strangers. Who we knew by the scriptures were, were messengers sent from God. Now, now to remind them that by this time next year, you will mm. be carrying your promise. Mm. Beyond that, there's also a negotiation that went ahead. God now had to tell Abraham that, oh, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. That's another story for another day. So, help others eat if you need to eat, fast if you need to fast, then pray when you, when you need to pray. Those are, the, those are the strategies I think we need. Thank you. Amazing amazing thank you um yeah. Tola, you can you can go ahead I, I know okay uh, well i'm just gonna make it brief because um yeah 
I think we've said everything and one mm. of the things I'll just say is that just try to be like Jesus. Mm. Just try to if there's nobody if you look at the scripture you see how compassionate Jesus is. Yeah. You would see that he went to a place even though he had all the power he wept. The Bible says and Jesus wept. He knew he was doing but he had compassion. Compassion. And any any religion, any even if a Christian faith that is without compassion, it is not a true religion. Right. Once you take compassion out of the out of Christian faith, then it's no longer I don't know what name to call it. You must there are times where you would have to speak. There are times you just have to show up. And lastly, there are times where you just have to be sincere mm. and say, hey, this is what you are going through. I've gone through this before. Hey, this sin that you, this act of sin that you are committing, yeah. I've gone through it before. I'm not a saint. Mm. And this is how mm. I went through this thing and how God saved me. Yeah. There are times you have to be sincere and say, hey, I have not gone through what you have gone through before mm-hmm. and I really can't help you in this life. However, I'm going yeah. to refer and talk to someone that can help you. Mm. And so, being sincere is very important and mm. um, they show up. There are times you just have to show up even if you don't yeah. have anything to say. See. There are times you just get there. And I think that's one of the things that God counted against um, Job's friend. They mm. showed up but they were condemning him. Right. <laughs> Just show up and keep quiet. And we don't know what you're going through at this moment, but we know the Lord is going to intervene. And that's all. And so mm. if you don't have answers to things, just show up and just please just keep quiet about it. And yeah. Show just show that you have you, you have compassion. And I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I love how you both just, you know, um we're very, very we're very, very broad about this um about the answers to this particular um question. One thing I one thing I took from what Peter said was helping others. I had never seen um I never seen the story of Abraham and Sarah in, 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 in that way before because they had all they had all the rights. I mean they've been waiting for how, how long? Now in so many years, they had all the rights to say, I'm not I'm not about to help anybody. I, I have my problem I'm dealing with. And that's one thing about the world today, where it's like a me situation. Like it's all about me. I don't care about anyone else. You know, you go on social media and you're saying it's you first before anyone else. It's me, me versus me, me against the world, me versus mm. this, me versus me. I am myself. And if we can we can always we, we can get to that point where we just we are so so immersed and so so engrossed by the situation that we are passing through that we forget that there are also people in our world Mm. we forget that we have family members and friends that probably need you know one thing or the other and you also mentioned it taller when you talked about um showing up it's also the same you know as helping others we should not be we should not be too immersed into our own situation to the point that we just keep others and just show, give a blind eye to whatever anyone else is um, going through. Another thing that I love that you said, uh, Tola, is sincerity. 
I usually say this to a lot of people around me. I tell them that if you are sharing your problem with someone, if someone or if someone shares their problem with you and you don't um, understand what they are being or what you're going through at that moment, there's no point of you lying. There's no point mm. of you saying, I understand when you've not. Whoever mm. tells you that they understand what you're going through and they've never been through is they're just a liar. Mm. Because you can't say you're trying to sympathize with me or show empathy empathy is not built on lies empathy Mm. is built on sincerity empathy is built from a place of from a place of compassion just like you know we talked we we talked about some minutes ago so i really just love how you guys you know just talked about that i i hope i hope you all are listening and i hope you all have learned a lot because this episode is uh, extremely rich so the last question i have um for you for you guys is um how how do we how do we um take take intentional steps of making sure that okay this is what i'm going to do daily like those daily those daily little steps of not looking at our lens but instead the lens of christ like his word what he's saying how should we go from that place to this place because we've mentioned you know prayer don't isolate so how can i how can i begin to take little intentional steps because people will want to pray but again it's like there's just this force it's just so hard for them to see beyond what they're going through and get into the place of prayer okay um i think um it's not going to be a one-size-fits-all kind of answer but i like to say that it's a gradual process you felt that some there's some backsliding that it's a gradual process Mm -hmm. and so the devil is strategic the devil is intentional it would start with a cob of web till Mm. it becomes a a chain that you can't break now there mm. are times where that deliverance is instantaneous. Yeah. That you just all of a sudden become so free and mm-hmm. then you return back to the stage where you should be. Mm. And there are times where it's a gradual process. Now you can't give the prescription for a gradual process. <laughs> right. And, and give it to someone that needs to be um saved instantaneously yeah so i'll just talk about the gradual process the gradual process is if when you are starting set realistic goals through the help of the holy spirit if you've not been studying the bible at all you can't say tomorrow you will start with five hours it's okay yeah it's okay to just start with five minutes if it's five minutes that you can and trust god to help you and you keep growing gradually if a man falls from the hill to the valley he will need to start taking steps gradually Mm -hmm. and at some point he might not even be able to walk himself he might need support yeah so i can reach out and say hey ruth I need your help in this aspect. Pending the time I would have my feet on the ground. Yeah. To now be able to walk and say, okay, let's do it this way. 
and um, we'll be reading this Bible verse together, five minutes, ten minutes together. Yeah. And I would take it upon myself and say, reach out to this person and say, we'll be doing five, five minutes every day. Yeah. From five, we would increase it to ten. Mm-hmm. From ten, it will gradually increase. The part of the righteous will always shine brighter and brighter. Yeah. Yeah, so that can work. And the other option, like I have said, is that there are times where it just needs to be instantaneous, where you would need God's help mm-hmm. instantly. And not say, for instance, someone that is watching, um, that is found in the heart of, let's say, pornography. And now, say, instead of reading five, watching five movies, I'll reduce it to four. From four, I'll move to three. No, you have to stop instantly. Instantly, yes. You need God's help. Then, when you stop, you need a gradual process to recover. So, in recovering, it's gradual. Mm -hmm. It's moving away from it. It should be instantaneous. And I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, Peter, do you have anything to add to that? Or Yeah, yeah. So uh, what I just want to say is uh, while we are trusting God for uh, a better lens, right? A better perspective. Yeah. We also need that it's going to take time. And yeah. the time is not judged by us. Mm. The time is judged by God. Right. So you might think what you are going to is going to be for three months or one year. And he's saying it's going to be ten years. And there's nothing oh, wrong about it. Right. So, number one, your your happiness is your responsibility. Mm. Why your joy is gotten from the Holy Ghost. That's why mm-hmm. the difference between joy and happiness is what right. is temporal, one is one is uh is eternal because it's giving right. Bible said the, the, the love of God is shared abroad in our by the Holy Ghost. So mm-hmm. love, joy comes from the spirit. Yeah. All right. So you cannot you cannot dictate the end of your episode for God. And let's look at the Bible for example. Moses was a passionate person. Um, when he discovered that his people have been they have spent so much time in um, in Egypt, right? He discovered by I think by study that um, they have spent so much time. The, yeah. the the prophecy God gave Abraham was they are going to spend four hundred years. But by the time he got to the time of Moses, who was supposed to be the deliverer, they were already on three ninety years. Hmm. So by the time he took his own efforts, he killed someone, he had to run away. He had to take them. He himself had to go through 40 years hmm. again. Add 40 hmm. years to 390. 390. Wow. <laughs> hmm. No. For 30, so at, ex- Exactly. So, and in that generation, how many of them got to the promised land? In that generation. Hmm. So hmm. now, Promised land at this point is seeing with a clearer lens, with a clearer yeah. perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So we are not the one to determine the timeline. God determines yeah. the timeline. timeline. So it is mm-hmm. it is our responsibility to just trust Him. And also, mm-hmm. I need to put this. I don't know if it's related to the answer question or not. Yeah, We should also not think that what we are going through is as a result of punishment for our forgiven sin. True. Because at times we now wallow in a what we are and think we deserve it. So mm. sit out, don't allow condemnation to come to your heart. And yeah. so before you go through the process of overcoming the, the, the condemnation and also now starting on your feet, 
moving from the valley to mm. the to the mountain peak, like my brother said, right? Yeah. It will not take more time. So my own point is, God determines the time. We just need to trust Him and align with God's timing. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so so much. Um, I just have one last question to ask, just for the sake of our listeners right now. You guys have told us how you went through um, a phase in your life where you had to like you know you had to look beyond your lens and see where the Lord is coming from and what the Lord is saying. So um, this last question is basically to tell us how did you recognize that you were viewing life through your lens rather than God's lens? What's the will I say? What are the symptoms? Yeah, to recognize that to let us know that hey, okay. I need to just take a moment to breathe to make sure that I'm not looking at life or looking at my situation with my lens. So what what are the systems, symptoms? How will I know that I am not looking at this situation through God's lens, but instead my lens? How do I know? So because when we know, I believe that when we know that we are not looking at the situation through God's lens, we'll be able to now take those um, intentional steps in getting to looking at situations through God's lens. Yeah. Um, Tola, please, can you can you tell us about that? Okay. So, um, one of the things I that God made me realize, I'll just um, say something and go to the, answer the question. Yeah. You see, a lot of times we have to... I was reading the story of Adam and then the Bible says that when he had that fruit, the Bible says that his eyes were open. And one of the things that God just told me was that he went blind. His mm. eyes was open to something, but the other part of his eyes went blind. So whenever I try to see in the physical, the way God, the way I feel like I want to see, then it means that I'm having blindness, not seeing from where God um, wants me to see. And just yeah. to, what it, so I'd like to just read this passage of the scripture mm-hmm. to summarize how I get to know. It says here in Philippians 4 8, it says that finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, mm-hmm. whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, mm-hmm. whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are loving whatsoever things have good reports if there be any virtue and if there be any praise think on these things and Mm. so from god's lens there are some standards there are some requirements that is expected yeah if i look at things and i'm getting worried about it if i look at it truly from god's lens it says be anxious for nothing so mm. I know that if I'm getting worried, I'm looking at it from my own lens, that, hey, will I pass this exam? But if I look at it from God's lens, I'll say, yes, God is able to help me. Mm. If I look at this from God's, from my lens, you will always know. Because when you look at things from God's lens, you will see a promise to hold on to. And True. say, God, you said this thing. But if I'm looking at it from my own lens, is how I am going to keep thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Is how I'm going to, I would notice there's fear. 
I would notice that there is, um, you know, trying to just be um, worried. Yeah. And so those are the indicators that I've, I've put to know that, hey, this thing that I am, this path that I am going through, a part of where I'm worried, a part of where I have anxiety, a part of where I know that it is not God's lens I'm looking at it. Yeah. And so I'm likely to be like Peter that, mm-hmm. you know, was walking on the water and was mm-hmm. sinking because he wasn't looking onto Jesus. And so mm-hmm. I see it like from that perspective, I get to know that, hey, this is how I'm looking at things from my lens. I say, hey, I don't have money. Hey, I don't have this. Ah, I'm worried about this. Mm-hmm. When I look at it, and that lens, for the sake of our viewers that, is, that are listening, that lens... Yeah actually is god's word Mm. when we look at things from god's word we would be able to see things the way god sees you know the bible says the same eyes the hearing hears the lord made them all thank you very much amen thank you um peter do you have anything to add to that yeah yes well one of the one of the things we need to look out for is our ego Ooh. yeah our ego mm. will make us look at things for example be like ah, what would people say about me mm. uh, me that i'm a priest why am i going through all these things you know so you look at you are looking into yourself okay you are looking at yourself not inward where god decides also i'm mm-hmm. going to give an example of peter you know um, peter is a very passionate guy Maybe yeah. that's why I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, you, you, was, you are really passionate. He was very, very passionate guy. But outspoken. There were, yeah, yeah. There was a time where when um, Jesus Christ wanted to wash the feet of all of the disciples. Now, before we blame Peter, let's look at <laughs> let's look at um the tradition of those days. Okay. The tradition of those days is that if you have a guest, because they stay in um, in an arid environment. So if you have a guest that's traveled either on camel or donkey or they trekked to come visit you and they are dust in their in their in their on their feet, what mm-hmm. they do is they use the lowest servants in the household to clean the feet of the strangers wow. or the visitors. So Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ was Peter's boss. He now said, let me wash, let me wash your feet, all of you. What did Jesus Christ, what did Peter say? He said, no, master, you will not do this one. Mm-hmm. He was, he was preserving culture. Wow. But there was a class, but Jesus Christ had to tell me that, get me behind me, Satan. Mm-hmm. And Jesus Christ now said, okay, ah, it's a battle of ego, yeah, please come and mm-hmm. wash my feet. Because mm-hmm. even at that point, Peter had a genuine intention. Yeah. Which was more or less like striking his ego. How can my boss wash my feet? But Christ was telling him that even his own ego too had to be let go mm. or let down for him to fulfill his own assignments. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. So at yes. times we look we look from the perspective of our egos. Mm. Another thing, another thing. Look at Peter another time. Jesus Christ told him, He said, You will betray me. Mm. His ego came out again and he said, Mike, a senior, <laughs> right. a senior disciple. Right. And, and let's look at it. Peter was older than Jesus Christ. Yeah. Mm. Because 
Peter after yeah. Jesus Christ healed Peter's uh, mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so he was older than Jesus Christ. So it's hard to submit ego to work with somebody who's older than, right? Yeah. But he now said, so by human standard, Peter had more life experience by human standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when his master was not telling him that you are going to betray me, but I have prayed for you, instead of him to trust in the prayer of his mm-hmm. master who had mentored him for a long time, right. he was dependent on his own ego, mm. saying, no, I cannot. Mm. By the time, so he was not seeing through the, you could not trust the lens of his master. Of his, yeah, mm. yeah. By the time, by the time he was, by the time he was asked that, do you know this man that is going to be pers- persecuted? His ego jumped out and he said, right. I don't mm. know him. I've not mm. met him before. Mm. Do you understand? His ego jumped yeah. out. He did it the first time, second time, and the third time. And when God was trying to teach him a lesson, one of the people that asked him was a toddler or a, or a teenager that said, a very a young child. Mm. God was trying to teach him a lesson that mm. your ego is too much. If you are going to wow. work with me, you wow. are thinking too much about yourself, about your personality. Wow. That too of ego is very, very important. Peter mm-hmm. had a lot of issues with ego. Mm. There was a time when he was fishing. He has, they had fished all night. They could not catch anything. He's a professional fisherman. He probably had a PhD in fishing. <laughs> his thesis right. was going to be, yeah, right. his thesis was going to be catching fish on the Mediterranean. <laughs> oh Do you understand? He would yeah. have published, he, he would have published papers on fishing. They would have, it has been, it would have been peer reviewed all over the world. Mm-hmm. Would have been a guest speaker in, at Harvard or MIT, giving giving talks about how to fish. The Ten time you fish, the season of fish. Ted talk. Thank you. You have people have a podcast. Podcast. <laughs> fishing. You have a YouTube channel. But he did all those ones all through mm. the night. He could not catch anything. Mm. But when he submitted his ego, and Jesus Christ came and said, Now throw your nets into the other side. Mm. What he was trying to say is lay down your ego. Ego. Mm. See through my own perspective. See through uh. my lens. Mm. Forget wow. about what people will say. Wow. People who people will mock what they don't understand. Sure. So sure. when people mock the season of your life, they don't mm-hmm. understand it, and that's why you should not explain to them. Right. Mm. Yeah, the, the people you don't between, need to explain to are the exactly. It's between you <laughs> and your father. Right. Mm. Mm. So ego is one thing that makes us to think so much about ourselves. So that's my mm. that, that's my contribution. Amazing. Amazing. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Thank, 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 thank <laughs> you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Wow. Is it is it an amazing session? I don't I, I really don't want to leave, but I know I I have to leave. We have to end the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it an amazing session so far? I hope you guys have been able to learn a lot. I I would say that I am beyond blessed, you know, having my two brothers come here and you know, just share their experiences and wealth of knowledge about the Word of God and the Scriptures. I know you guys have definitely been blessed. Um, don't forget to just, you know, share this to as many people as you know need it. And don't forget to, you know, stay in it, listen, understand, and write, guys. Write. Have your notes back with you and just keep writing. Okay, so finally, I'll just... um 
love um Tola, please can you can you please pray for our listeners those that are in that phase of you know trying to see the way god sees and it's just been so it's been so hard um for for them um i think before you pray i would love um peter to to just go ahead and give an altar call for those that have not given their life to jesus because in every episode of episode podcast we make sure that we give people an opportunity to give their life to christ and the only way that a person can see the way god sees is if you are in christ okay so if you're not in christ dear listeners whoever you are if you're not in christ you will not be able to see the way god the father sees so um peter do you want to go ahead and just you know pray for those that are ready to give their hearts to jesus and yes, then please. tola yes, will please. pray for those that are ready to see the way god sees thank you so much Ruth, yeah please pray for um us wherever you are all over the world uh the call to salvation is not a call to religion mm. it's a call to relationship yeah it is out of that relationship you'll be able to understand the season of life you are and to see with a greater perspective a better yeah. place, which is from the father so wherever you are say after me say dear jesus dear jesus i accept you as my lord and my savior i accept you as my lord and savior i believe you died for me on the cross of calvary i believe you died for me on the cross of calvary and you have died because of my sins and you have died because of my sins. Your blood washes away all my sins. Your blood washes away all my sins. Now I am redeemed. Now I am redeemed. I have access to the Father. I have access to the Father. I am no longer condemned. I am no longer condemned. Thank I am. Thank you. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So if you just said that prayer right now, and maybe you just said the prayer because you backpleaded, saying that prayer just literally means that you are back to the family of God, okay? Welcome to the family of God. The next thing we're going to do now is to pray um, for those that are, if you're ready to see the way God sees. And after that, I'll give you guys what to do once you've decided to join this family of God. Go ahead, um, Tola. Father, in the name of Jesus, Amen. We thank you for the privilege that we have today. We thank you for people that have accepted you as their Lord and Savior. We thank you for people that are going through any kind of storm. You are the God that steals all storm. You are the God that can do things. Father, we commit our lives into you. As many, the blind Bartimaeus said something. He said, Jesus stopped and asked him and said, what do you want? And he said that, I want that I may, I may see. And the Bible says that immediately, Jesus said, go, your faith has healed you. And he said, immediately, he received his sight. We ask in the name of Jesus, as many that do not, cannot see what you are doing in their lives, Lord, we ask for sight that they will see. And in the name of Jesus, they will be able to trust you. Knowing that you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. In the name of Jesus. We know there are some people, like we have heard, that will not be able to speed in the seasons that they are. 
but we ask O Lord God Almighty you are the one that stick closer than a brother that you will be with them in the name of Jesus Amen. as many that their situations needs to be turned around we ask Lord for a turning around in the name of Jesus Amen. for you are the God that created the same highs Lord let our eyes see in the name of Jesus Amen. As many that listens to this, that there are opportunities around them that they cannot see. We pray from today, because of this podcast, in the name of Jesus, they will begin to see opportunities in the name of Jesus. Amen. As many that their eyes have always seen evil, have seen sorrow, that their names have become Mara, in the name that is above every other name. Their eyes will see good things in Jesus' name. Amen. We pray for parents that will be listening to this, that their eyes will see the success of their children in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father, for answering our prayers. Thank you, Lord. For in the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Okay, so finally we've come to the end of today's episode tagged Looking Beyond Your Lens. So thank you all so much, our wonderful guests, for joining us in today's episode. It's been rich, it's been fun, it's been it's been so so knowledgeable, and I have learned a lot, and I also know that our listeners have also like learned a lot from um, this episode. So before um, Peter and Tola prayed, and before we go you listeners um, just to know that as soon as you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior there are three things I usually tell us to do first of all if you don't have a Bible you can go grab a Bible from one of any of the bookstores you can get the NIV which is the um, new international version or the NLT new living translation or you can also get the KJV depending on which one um, sounds better to you or which one you can understand secondly ask the lord to lead you to a bible believing church a church that believes in all aspects of the bible all parts of the bible not just one part okay and third last but not the least make sure you plant yourself in that church go for your bible studies um serve in the church however you can serve um then if you know you have a group of friends that are not walking in the way of the lord ask the lord to help you to bring better friends that can help you burn for him the scripture says iron sharpens iron so once you do all of these three things or four things i'm sure the lord will definitely take it up from there but this is what we can give you right now and if you just give your life to jesus christ you can send us an email at abbasword at gmail.com which is a-b-b-a-s-w-o-r-d-d at gmail.com lastly don't forget to send us a voice message if you don't like to type I feel you, you don't like to type, that's me. I don't like to type either. Just I just love to talk and let's how we'll be done. So feel free to send me a voice message link either on our website or through the voice message link you see on Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and we'll definitely respond to you. Thank you so, so much for listening up to this time. It's been an amazing time with you all. And we'll be back again to dish you all a beautiful and wonderful episode. Till then, stay safe, stay in God, and God bless you. Have an amazing day.